Well, hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, June 26, 2022. Let's begin our time together with a reading from Paul's letter to the Christians in Galatia. Paul writes, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit, and what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious, fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and such things like these. I am warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. The Word of the Lord. Dear God, may only your truth be spoken and only your truth be heard. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone, and thanks again for joining us. I don't know if I've ever told you about my friend Bob. From time to time, Bob and I will go out for coffee, and sometimes we'll see or hear something a little peculiar. We will inevitably exchange a sideways glance and maybe a smirk. He will lean in lower his voice to a whisper and say, Greg, you and I are the last two normal people left, and sometimes I worry about you. Then his face will erupt with a huge grin and we'll both laugh hysterically. My point is that it's not always easy to get along with other people. We don't always see eye to eye with each other, and when we disagree, we don't always know how to communicate that in appropriate ways. Sometimes we will hide our true feelings so that we can avoid conflict. Other times, we push and push until we get our own way. If we don't get our way, we sulk or get angry. When things do go our way, it's easy to gloat. Honestly, it's just as easy to be a sore winner as it is to be a sore loser. Don't worry, this is not a new thing. It's been going on for a long time. Some of the earliest Bible stories talk about a man named Cain getting so jealous that he killed his own brother. And I don't know if you've ever noticed that when God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, 
the first four focused on our relationship with God. The remaining six commandments deal with our relationship with other people. Imagine that. God thought our relationships with other people needed more instruction than our relationship with God. Because God knew that people can be difficult, and so can our relationships. This is something that the Apostle Paul knew very well. After his conversion, Paul became one of the early church's biggest supporters. He helped start and grow churches all over the Mediterranean basin. One of the biggest challenges that he faced was not external, but rather came from within the church. Throughout his letters written to the early church in various cities, we see Paul addressing behavioral problems between Christians. We see that in our reading today from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Paul begins by reminding his readers of Jesus' words to love others just as they love themselves. We are to treat others as we want to be treated. Paul goes on to describe two sets of attributes, those of the flesh and those of the spirit. We are to put aside those qualities that bring division into our relationships, things like strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels and dissensions, factions and envy. In comparison, Paul encourages things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, that all sounds well and good, but how do we do it? How do we put it into practice? What practical things can we do in our day-to-day -day lives that help promote this behavior? The answer may be simpler than it seems. I hope that we all have people in our lives that we know that we can go to for good advice. This morning, I'd ask you to take a moment to imagine the face of one such person in your life. Consider those qualities that make that person a person whose opinion that you respect. I'm guessing that the person isn't rash, easily angered, or belligerent. Are they kind? considerate, trustworthy, even-tempered and knowledgeable? Our scriptures are calling us to emulate whatever qualities they have that make them worthy of our trust. A good place to begin is with how we use our words. Consider the words that you are about to use before you use them. How would those same words feel if they were spoken to you and not by you. How would you receive what you are about to deliver to somebody else? Consider the impact of your tone and your timing. Is the person that you are planning to speak to in the right frame of mind to receive what you have to say? How and when you choose to say something has a huge impact on how it will be received. Elsewhere in his letters, Paul commended the Christians in Ephesus to speak the truth in love. We must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. It is not enough simply to speak the truth. Truth-telling can never become a license to injure another person. Even when telling the truth, we must learn to do so in such a way 
so as to build each other up rather than tearing others down. Don't say anything about a person that you wouldn't say to that same person. Make every encounter one that you would be proud for others to see. Ask yourself a question. If this exchange were played out across TV screens around the world, would I be proud of what other people saw? These may all sound like pretty basic things, or at least I hope they do, but at their heart, they all share a common theme. Learning to love our neighbors in some very practical ways. Paul's letter to the Galatians challenges us to be the kind of people that speak life into the lives of other people. As Christians, we are called to examine how we live our lives before God, but that is not our only challenge. We are also invited to examine whether we are faithful in both word and deed with our spouses, with our children, and with members of our community, including our faith community. Do we make every effort with both our words and our actions to breathe the light and life of Christ into the lives of those around us? When we fail, do we do everything in our power to make amends? This is the daily struggle of the Christian life. May God empower us to live the life to which he has called us. Amen. Oh,